Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. How are you all today? Alright, so uh, today the setup is a bit different. I have a nice uh, glass whiteboard behind me. So if need be, I can write on the whiteboard. Uh, so, uh, again, those who are new to SGC, uh, welcome, welcome. So we have short Puja, Kali, Chanting, afternoon May, uh, who else is there? Okay, the camera is, uh, the phone is a bit far from me today, so I need to uh, really look up. <laughs> uh, hello, Sharon, Sharon Lee. So, uh, uh, okay, good. So, uh, yeah, so we have the short puja, short meditation, and then dharma sharing. Uh, the time, what's the time now? Oh, already? Not so long, huh? What time did we start? Uh, 2.10. Oh, we started only at 2.10, huh? The meditation. Oh, you mean as in like we started the, the session at 2.10? No, we started at about 2. 2 o'clock? Yeah. Oh, okay. So we'll finish at about 3.30. Well, uh, today we started a bit late because uh, there was some shift, shifting today. And then uh, at lunch, unpacking and stuff like that. Well, uh, I see Brennan. Good afternoon, Brennan. Sue Moy. Yeah, good to see you all online. So today's topic. Uh, I have a few topics in mind today, actually. Um, and I thought maybe you all can vote on it. <laughs> um, but b before we go into that, um, so the uh, I will not be talking about the virus today, <laughs> okay? Because I think uh, there's there's been uh, quite a lot of a lot of dharma talk covering the virus, um, and 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 the other day I was reminded of something uh, uh, about falling sick. Yeah, and it is uh, it is that when I was much younger, when I fall sick, I would the first person I'll go to is my mother, and then she will do a preliminary check, you know, find out what is the symptoms, like what is wrong, and then she'll determine whether I need to go and see a doctor, or whether homemade uh, remedies is all I need. And sometimes I don't need to see a doctor. Sometimes I need to, but either case. Uh, for the next few days, I'll be having porridge with marmite, yeah, the the sick person's food at home, and then I will, you know, sort of uh, take my time to recover, right? And after a few days, uh, when my mom thinks thinks that I'm well enough, uh, he will, she will kind of like nudge me to get back to a normal schedule. But me being me, you know, a young kid. Uh, when you are not feeling well, then you you know you want to lace around. <laughs> you don't want to do normal things, you know. And one day my mom would say, "No, you can't have porridge anymore. You must eat normal food." Then I'm like, "Why?" Then she says, "Like, if you continue eating just the 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 no, the, the food that you are eating when you are sick, then you'll never recover. Also, you know, you need to eat normal food and get used to it, and then you will recover." Yeah. So in somewhat a similar way, uh, we, we cannot keep on talking about virus. Uh. Otherwise, we, 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 
it's always over our head. Yeah. So today the there are two or three topics I thought of that I maybe might be, uh, maybe y'all can vote on. Yeah. So the first one is uh, to do with the first noble truth. Yeah. Uh, in particular, um, so in the in the Pali Canon. Uh, there, are, there are a few categorization of the first noble truth of suffering so maybe I can write it down so that you have some idea what I'm talking about um, so we have the first noble truth of suffering is it clear? can you all see? oh actually it's not very clear huh? Can see or not? Cannot see, huh? Black. Huh? Oh, black, huh? Uh, I think this marker is also quite you hard to see, huh? <laughs> Maybe I have to find a darker one. Yeah. Let me see whether this works better. Ah. Can you see? Or is it flip? Is the is the video the right way around, or is it flip? Flip lah. Then flip, you cannot see also. Ah, huh? <laughs> uh, is is there a way to flip it around? Mirror image, huh? Yeah. can see uh, suffering <laughs> yeah first noble truth of suffering the rest I cannot write uh. I just <laughs> I cannot write so many words o opposite uh. okay so um, as you all know the eight kinds of suffering so in Chinese 生老病死苦 爱别离苦怨生一会苦求不得苦无运赤圣苦 Use the back camera. Uh, that's also an idea, but then I cannot see myself. I mean, not that I want to see myself, but I want to make sure that uh, maybe you can lend me one phone to, so that I can see what you are seeing, but it will be a bit of lag. So, okay, let me try. Uh. Sifu is left-handed. Ah, okay. Now it looks okay. So I'm gonna just use this so I can see roughly. So 
number five. Number five is I believe cool. So the let me repeat in English first. So first of all, we have um, birth, aging, sickness, and death. Then we have separation from loved ones, uh, contact with unpleasant ones, uh, not getting what one wants. All that is suffering. In brief, the five clinging aggregates is suffering. So today I'm not going to go through all eight, but I want to zoom into one particular one, and that is the number five. Yeah, separation from loved ones. So I think many times when we learn about this number five, maybe let me write it on the screen. So. So we have the eight, and the one that we're going to focus on is number five: separation from loved ones. Yeah. So many times when we learn about this, we tend to think in terms of our loved ones passing away. Yeah. So this is that is true also, but. Uh, there's one more category within this which I thought um, is also helpful uh, and it is where our loved ones stop being our loved ones what do I mean by that? so uh, in particular I'm talking about uh, relationships uh, it can be romantic relationships it can be normal friendships yeah uh, we have friends someone wrote four noble truth pf suffering why do you have to write that down i thought it's quite clear up there so uh, so when we um, if we consider Let's say among friends, yeah. Friendship is friendship permanent? Not permanent, yeah. 
friendship uh, comes and goes. Yeah, uh, some friendships can last a long time. Uh, I've been fortunate to have friends um, going all the way back to secondary schools. Yeah, uh, I've known them for thirty over years. So I'm very grateful for the friendship. Uh, I have friends dating back from university. I have friends from my work uh, work time. So that's like close to 20 years back. And then I have um, students and friends after I audit. Yeah? And I'm sure we all have friends from different time periods. Yeah? Uh, so sometimes friends, when there are conditions, then you know, we, we know each other. Then you become friends, you start from acquaintances, you become friends and so on and so forth. Yeah? Uh, but do, do, do all our friendships last forever? Huh? Uh, if, you are, if you have come to a certain age, you will know that that is, that is nice to have, <laughs> but not necessarily going to happen. Yeah? Now, when it comes to friends, sometimes we drift apart. Yeah? We drift apart maybe because uh, our interests yeah, change. Uh, or, or circumstances change yeah um, and so when co conditions change then we we drift apart yeah, that's very normal uh, and if we are okay a bit then no problem yeah and then one day maybe conditions come back together then we become friends again right you think about it are your friends with your friends 24 by 7 no right yeah when you are at home sleeping, are you friends with anyone? No, right? The so-called friendship is still there. But you're not friend-friend constantly, isn't it? So even if, you're, if you lost contact with a friend, it's just an extended version of you sleeping. <laughs> you think about it, right? Uh, but sometimes we can get caught so caught up. Yeah, we, are not, uh, we are not ready to, to let the friendship take a rest. Yeah? Uh, so we're going to come back to this later uh, to, to revisit this. Um, another kind of friendship then is even more tricky. Yeah, it's trickier, which is relationships. Yeah, relationships. Uh, in the past 10 over years, I've counseled uh, different couples. Yeah, um, and just yesterday, just yesterday, I saw this piece of news. Uh, a student in NUS, yeah, uh, this, this, uh, this student, I think medical student. The details are not so crucial, and I want, uh, I probably share the link later. Is in the news. Uh, the the girl wants to break up, and the guy cannot accept it, so he sneak into her house, climb into the house, and then confronted her. Uh, well, sort of confronted her. Uh, bought her flowers, kneel down, and you know all the works. And when she still refused, well, he he turned violent. Yeah, he turned violent. He he strangled her, and then uh, she screamed. At some point, he even hurt her. Yeah, pressed her left eye until it bleed, until it black. Yeah. Um, yesterday when I read it, I thought, wow. Yeah. 
So this topic is something that I had wanted to talk about and yesterday I saw this piece of news and I thought that is, uh, yeah. Uh, now, if you, if you all go and read that piece of news, um, I don't know how you all feel about it. Uh, I think it's sad, of course. Uh, but I think most of us, when we read it, we don't think that we are going to do that. Most people don't think they are going to do that. You know? If you ask small kids, what do you want to do when you grow up? You know, small kids will say, Oh, when I grow up, I want to be a policeman, I want to be a nurse, I want to be a teacher, I want to be an astronaut, and so on and so forth. Yeah? Uh, nobody, I, I haven't heard of any kids uh, who say, Oh, when I grow up, I want to beat up my wife, I want to beat up my husband. Yeah? If my girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or wife, they, they dump me, they decide to change their mind, I want to beat them up. Yeah? Uh, I think nobody wants to think about that. Yeah? Nobody would in their childhood think, oh, in future I want to do that. Yeah? And even when we grow up, I don't think we, we start off a relationship thinking that of that, isn't it? Yeah. So it so it got me thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is actually, you know, separation with loved ones. Mm. Uh, not suggesting that separation from love with loved ones is uh, a trivial matter. I think it's not easy. Yeah. Uh, but the question I want to get everyone to think about is. Um, when it does happen, uh, what what can you do? Yeah, uh, whether you accept or you don't accept, what can you do? What can we do? If we distill it down, it is basically the other person changing the mind, isn't it? You know, in the Heart Sutra class, I often joke about you know this famous line in the movies last time in the seventies or eighties. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then but if you think about it, our mind, yeah, the Buddha teaches us Guan Sing Wu Chang. Guan Sing Wu Chang. to contemplate on how the mind is very 
transient. In the Pali Canon, the Buddha described how the, the mind changes. The mind changes so rapidly. But some of you may, may say, uh, easy for you to say, la, Sifu. <laughs> huh? It's easy to say when we are not on the receiving end. Isn't it? Always easier to say. But if it's right, or rather if it's wrong, even if you are not on the receiving end, then it's still wrong. The fact that you can say when you are not on the receiving end, it means that it's actually true. It's just that it's difficult to accept when you are on the receiving end. The fact that it's difficult to accept doesn't make it wrong. It's just like if you are supposed to take a flight, but you woke up late or you are stuck in a traffic jam, and so you miss the flight. When you go to the gate, the gate has closed, the, the ground crew refused to let you board. It is difficult to accept. Maybe not as difficult as, uh, as being dumped, not as difficult as being separated from your loved ones where your loved one decided to be happy with somebody else. Or your loved one decided that the, the person want to be single for, the, for, for a while. Or the loved one decided to fall sick. Or the loved one decided to die. You know, maybe not decided but the loved one died. You know, there are many reasons for how, many circumstances, how we get separated. Yeah. And I don't say that missing your flight is comparable or as, is the same as uh, having your loved one change their mind. Yeah. But just because it's difficult to accept that you miss your flight and you have to wait for another few hours and maybe even pay for a new ticket, it doesn't make it wrong, you know? The fact that you, you miss your flight, then that's it. You have to ask yourself, okay, so what else do you want to do? Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, my kid. Yeah. Just because it's difficult to accept doesn't make it untrue, you know? Yeah. So if you follow me with this thought experiment, if you miss the flight, <coughs> And the, the plane, the gate has closed and they are the plane is taxing away on the runway and taking off. And then you scream and shout, you, you know, you kick up a fast. You can do that. I'm not saying it's right, huh? but it's your life. If you want to do that, what can I do, right? Sifu cannot go to all the airports and then stop everybody from doing that. But as much as we can do that, doing that will not get the flight to come back. Doing that does not change the fact that you miss the flight. And if you have missed the flight, you have to ask yourself, what's the next best thing? I've been... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be known as the Laksa monk and the next best thing monk, and also the, the pooping monk, the dog poo monk. <laughs> What's the next best thing? Okay, like hypothetically speaking in the, this thought experiment, I want you all to just reply. If you miss the flight, would you A, 
kick up a big fuss on the on the at the counter, insist that they fly the plane back, or would you say, uh, try to ask them whether they can put you on the next flight, and if possible, if possible, minimize your loss. Like if you ask nice enough, maybe they can, you know, put you on the next flight, free of charge on the house. You know, they can maybe find some special clause to, uh, I don't know, waive the, waive the fee. Yeah. Of course, if you get a budget <laughs> ticket, then if you miss, you miss, you know. Yeah. yeah. So some of you say you feel helpless. Yes, I'm sure you, you, you can feel helpless. But yeah, ask for the next solution, you know, because maybe the next flight out is is uh, not possible because maybe the, the that particular airline only fly once a week, yeah. Uh, find the next earliest flight, yes. Because if you do that, then you shorten the duration where you are off course. Because ultimately, what you want is to be somewhere else isn't it in this stop experiment what you don't want to be doing is spending time at the airport right ah so go for the next yes wilson sean wilson shalin yeah and maybe if it's not with this airline maybe this thing next this airline only fly once a week are you ready to wait wait for one week you know yeah or maybe you want to find another airline or find the next shortest route. Maybe you can you may not want to take a, a flight. Like if you are in China, maybe you want to take the Gao here. You know? Or if you are in France, take the Teja Bay. In Japan take the Shinkansen or something, I don't know. And if you are to <laughs> Nancy Long says go to drink coffee. <laughs> Reminds me of my university prof. He said, every time you get stuck with a problem. And you try and try and try, you cannot solve it. Take a step back, go and take a break, drink some coffee, come back and look at the problem again. And I tell you, that is one of the best advice I've learned from university. I mean, besides all the subjects and all the, all the technical knowledge, you know. Yeah, because I'll tell you, many times when we are so fixated on our way of how things should be, when we are so fixated, we lose, we lose perspective. You know, we forget that. We forget what we really want. We get stuck with what we think we want, the way we want it. When we, when we take a break, and then go and drink coffee and come back, then we're like, "Hey, wait a minute, I can do it another way." Now you, you may not want to drink coffee again. <laughs> maybe maybe you want to drink tea. Or maybe you just want to drink plain water, whatever, whatever works for you, okay? Yeah. Uh, Esther C asks, continue Dhamma Sutra lesson. <laughs> okay, I will address this at the end of the SGC session at uh, 3.30, okay? I will address that uh, later. Okay, when some miss their flights, they can go absolutely mental. Like it post. Uh, yeah, there, there are. There are people who are like that, you know, unfortunately. Yes. 
it's hard for so many to let go of their fixed ideas they want to change the past yes this is this is a thing you know and I'm not here to tell you can, you cannot change the past and if <laughs> a, a crazy idea I've been sharing with people recently is uh, you know what if getting angry about something actually solve the problem at least that's a good reason to get angry I'm not saying it's right huh? <laughs> just on the record this monk is not telling people to get angry okay it is it is about asking yourself very honestly does getting angry actually solve the problem number one if it doesn't then why get angry yeah why get angry because once you get angry now you have two problems the original problem and your anger and possibly people around you <laughs> getting upset or or frightened off or whatever now even if getting angry does solve the problem you should always ask yourself if it can be if it can be solved by getting angry can it be solved by not getting angry solving a problem by not getting angry may sometimes require you to put in more effort more time and perhaps more resources but it doesn't have subsequent problems So coming back to the flight, the proverbial flight. After you drink your coffee, you come back and you look at it and say, you may at the end of the day think, you know what, maybe I don't need to go to that place. Yeah, Or maybe you may think, okay, um, perhaps I can take another flight. Yeah, I can wait a few hours or I can fly by another airlines. And if we bring all this analogy over to relationships, what does it mean? What is the implication? It means that if at some point in time there is a change I'm not asking you to not get angry because if it's so simple then who, who would actually get angry, right? If it, all it takes is for someone to say don't get angry then all of you don't get angry then, then, then don't get angry lah. but last I checked it doesn't work that way so instead of telling you to not get angry, I say, okay, you want to spend, how much time do you want to spend getting angry? How much time do you want to, to, to spend at the, <laughs> at, the, at the counter getting angry? Meanwhile, your plane has flown off. In the case of relationship, that person has flown off already. Even if the person is physically with you, the person's heart has flown off you know, with other passengers. <laughs> so, so we got to ask ourselves, are you actually still on the flight? If you are not, then you are, you have got to ask yourself, you are actually not on the flight, you know, then you are actually at the check-in counter and being rejected. It doesn't feel good. Nobody likes to go to the counter and be rejected, right? Yeah. But if that is happening, do you want to stay the night there, hoping? Yeah, you can. You can try that. You know, just stay there. You say no. If you don't let, get me on the same flight, I'm going to just camp here. And if you do that, just just imagine. Okay, just imagine with me. Imagine you stay at the check-in counter and just, you know, maybe maybe you make yourself really comfortable. Get a coffee, sit down there. But you're still not getting anywhere. You know, 
you must know that you're still not getting anywhere. And, and we are assuming that they don't call security on you. Now, so ask yourself, do you want your life to be just about the check-in counter? Where if you imagine your life as a journey, you, you live your life doing all kinds of things, pursuing this, pursuing that, pursuing your dreams, and helping people, you know, making your life meaningful, useful, and interesting. And then suddenly you reach this roadblock. And you reach this roadblock where something happened in your relationship. And then you decide to what? You decide to just let the rest of your life be about the check-in counter, about the flight that you miss. Think about it. I'm not here to tell you it's wrong, you know. I'm, I'm just inviting you to think about it. And at the end of the day, if you decide that the rest of the chapters of your life, you want it, it's okay for you to just have the next chapter, the next next chapter, and so on, all about the check-in counter and the missed flight, that's your choice. That's really your choice. Except that there are other choices. Why don't you think about other choices? Why don't you write the next chapter about some other flights, some other adventure that you can be on, some other planes that actually welcome you on board? Yeah. And if all fails, you can go and look for a monastery. <laughs> now, some people will say, Wow, Sufu, so is it true that all monks and nuns, you know, cannot make it in in relationships to become monks and nuns that's not true also huh? <laughs> Shifu, maybe because as babies when they do not get what they want they get angry or upset and adults will give in so it becomes a habit yeah that's why I share at, uh, at parenting class you know yeah not just babies even young toddlers young kids even teenagers you know how when someone I would say not just kids because some kids are quite mature if they don't get it they don't get it and they accept and they you know they, they do something else so it's not just kids because I've seen adults when they don't get what they want wow they kick up wow they you know so yes unfortunately if the if the um, if since young Every time they kick up a tantrum um, and they get what they want, then they end up learning the wrong lesson. They end up learning that, oh, as long as I kick up a tantrum, then I will get what I want. Ah. So that could be one of the reasons. And unfortunately, I, I counseled uh, couples before where uh, this is what one of the two actually have the kind of mindset yeah. so think about it yeah. first question is is it easy for us to accept people changing their mind yeah. let's start not with relationships okay let's start with let's say your friend <laughs> Ask you to leave Kopi. Yeah? Your friend texts you and say, Hey, are you free this Saturday? Let's go and drink coffee. And I say, Okay, sure. 
you know and maybe you go out of your way move your schedule around to go for coffee and then on Friday the person changed their mind yeah Friday night hey love John sorry I, I'm so sorry I, I can't make it uh, Doreen uh, can't so sorry I can't make it yeah no, don't, don't, don't feel so good isn't it yeah uh, can you accept it Yeah. What, what I mean is we start off with something trivial first your friend asking you to have coffee because if, if even if, even at that level a friend asking you to have coffee you cannot accept that people can change their mind then you're in trouble you know then how can you accept if your spouse your partner or anyone change their mind on something more important I'm not saying it's okay or it's right to just be flippant and change our mind around. I'm saying that because it does happen and when people do change their mind, you know, the mind is impermanent. You know? Ask yourself, in Chinese we say, yeah, compare your own mind with others' mind. Compare your own self with others. Do we change our mind? Say yes. Online online participants, type yes. <laughs> yeah, you think about it. We change our mind as well, isn't it? We try to give others due you know, due notice. Yeah. Even companies can change their mind, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, May has said yes. Sean says me don't feel good at the time. No need to make another person don't feel good also. Yeah. yeah. Vivian Lee say, yes, we can change our mind. Yes. We do change our mind. So if we can change our mind, why can't others change our mind? And let's turn it around. If let's say it's, it's a coffee appointment and somehow something crop up, okay? And we wish to change our mind. We would hope that others would be more graceful to, to accept our changes in it. So, if we then flip it around, when others do change their mind, we should also be graceful to accept that. When I tell you this, uh, actually, a part of it is, <laughs> I, find, I find that uh, sharing the teachings, sharing the Dharma, is a lot, you know, uh, teaching myself also. Reminding myself also, yeah, because sometimes I'm quite fixated also. Yeah, like if someone uh, has arranged a schedule with me, I, I, I you know, sometimes get a bit, uh, a bit mangzang, you know. Yeah, so I have been trying to recondition, rewire me myself to remind ourselves that, hey, it's okay. You know, people can change their mind. Yeah, people can change their mind. So, for one, know that people can change their mind. Two, when people do change their mind, we should learn to uh, be graceful about it. And then, further, to learn not to randomly change our mind. Lah. <laughs> yeah? We cannot expect people to be graceful to accept them. We just suka-suka, you know? Yeah? 
we ask people to meet at three three o'clock and then two fifty five. Uh, I'm so sorry, I cannot make it. I I don't think that's very nice. And you know what? Even then, uh, I don't come and tell you that it's wrong. You know, it's just that there are consequences. If one time you do this, two times you do this, three times you do this, after a while, people don't take you seriously. When we talk about right speech, it's 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 not that there's some there's some some over uh, overarching agent that is monitoring our speech and then punishing us or rewarding us, you know. Because if you don't go by your your decisions and you flippantly just Zhang Xuechun say bu chiu. Yeah la, you gotta keep out, uh, keep a lookout ma. Yeah. Anyway, when you, for those who just come online, you can actually go back to the start and watch from the start. I think. Yeah. Oh. So on one hand, be graceful when people change. On the other hand, uh, if we are on the receiving receiving end, we should be graceful when people change their mind. But on our own side. We should try to honor our words. Yeah, sometimes I tell people this. Like they they try to make an an appointment to meet me to consult me, or or something, and then they say that oh, uh, can I confirm with you later? Or they say I'm not sure whether I'm free that day. Then I'm like, so do you have anything on? I say no, not yet. Then I say that's the whole point of booking the time, right? <laughs> That's the whole point of scheduling, isn't it? Ah, uh, oh, so so enough about this. Oh, um. Then we say, okay. With all this being said, slowly, slowly, you have to train yourself. Yeah. And again, I say, missing an appointment like coffee appointment, lunch appointment is nothing compared to. A breakup of a relationship, ah, uh. okay, it's not the same. I'm not saying it's the same, but the there's a part of it which is the same, which is that people change their mind. It's just that the the subject itself is something closer to heart, something that we hold on more strongly. Yeah, but you must remember it's the same in other aspects. If you, if you had arranged to meet your friend at Starbucks in Dobby God or whatever, I don't know. I just randomly think ah, uh, <laughs> and then it's supposed to be three o'clock, and then at two fifty-five like and you arrive early, okay, and then at two fifty-five your friend texts you, oh so sorry I can't make it. Are you going to just stay there at Starbucks and then be upset for the rest of the day and say no I'm staying here. You don't come. I'm still staying here. We have arranged to meet here. From three o'clock to three forty-five to four o'clock, yeah, we arrange to meet up. Then after go for movie. So I'm going to be here, you know, 不见不散. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, your friend didn't even read your message. Only one tick. You send a message and then only one tick, and then you make a call. No, no, no. Then how? You're going to just sit there and be upset with yourself. Upset with your friend. Meanwhile, maybe your friend is somewhere else. I don't say that your friend always has good reasons. Okay, maybe your friend really found me good today. You know, 
there are people who always when people try to uh, counsel us they always say no lah maybe your friend really have something urgently maybe the, the mother fall sick lay. you know maybe this and that I, I like to go the other way around oh Sean is really a dobby god <laughs> so Sean is someone fang ni did anyone fang ni I don't like to give the kind of example where, where I try to rationalize for people. I, I, I don't say that that's wrong, but I think everybody who try to so-called uh, counsel us tend to go in that direction. I, I don't really like to go in that direction. Because that direction means that person has valid reasons. That's why we cannot be angry. I like to go in the other direction where the person has no good reasons and yet we should not be angry. Think about it. Huh? The usual approach is to find excuses for that person or reasons, rationale, valid reasons. And then we say, that's why we are not angry. I'm suggesting to consider worst case scenario. The person woke up late. The person had an, a prior appointment but the appointment was so interesting, don't find you so interesting or <laughs> Shifu, how can you say that? I mean it happens, you know. Don't think don't think you think you're so interesting? <laughs> it happens well. No. No, maybe it doesn't happen, okay? But I'm saying that's the that's a bad scenario, isn't it? But if it does happen, if the other person had lunch with someone else, had intended to have coffee with you, but that friend was so interesting, they were, you know, having so much fun, they decided to just call yours off. Then how? That should be good enough reason for you to be really upset, isn't it? I'm saying, despite that, we shouldn't be upset. We shouldn't waste our time being upset. If a person don't find you interesting enough to be on time, if the person don't find you important enough to, to turn up for the appointment at all, then why are you wasting more time on that person? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shifu, so we must always reflect ourselves. Yes, yes, indeed, Esther. Uh, but self-reflection is not easy. Yeah, self-reflection is not easy. And bear in mind, uh, when we say self-reflection, sometimes there's a tendency for us to think, oh, Sufu, you're trying to tell us that the thought lies with ourselves. No, I'm not saying that as well. I'm merely saying, ask yourself, what do you want at the end of the day? Yeah. What do you want to, to, to what do you want at the end of the day? And if you cannot get that, then do the next best thing oh. If you're already at Starbucks, then have coffee like enjoy the coffee. Don't like if you have already if you're already at Starbucks then order coffee. If you're at coffee bean order coffee bean. If you are at I don't know, Mr. Bean order some so I've been have a have a good time, you know. Don't re ruin your afternoon just because people don't turn up. And if you can do that, 
then nobody can ever get you upset over not not turning up for your appointment you know what I'm saying yeah so it's really about choices yeah it's really about choices so ask yourself you know okay that uh, seems to be an interesting comment oh Biling Tan says it's okay let it go let it go don't get stuck in a toilet bowl <laughs> oh it rhymes uh, Alvin Tan humble thoughts cause everything in life has two sides just like a coin two sides means 50-50 uh, 50 is others fault 50 is our fault so if we can't control others we control the other 50 well sometimes it's 50-50 sometimes it's a uh, it's a uh, bias bias coin you know yeah bias coin in a sense uh, sometimes it's really that person's problem yeah but we are responsible for our own emotions yeah no? so uh, we have 15 minutes left uh, that's the gist of what I want to share yeah uh, if you can understand, you can understand and I think, I hope this can help you. Uh, but if you cannot understand or if you, if you still think that you want to stay at the check-in counter and kick up a big fuss over the missed flight, that's your choice. You know, that's your choice. But you must know that once the flight has taken off, it's taken off. Yeah. You're not getting on that flight. Okay, so uh, we have 15 minutes more um, and I want to open up for Q&A. So if you have questions, you can write into the comments and then I will try to touch on it. Meanwhile, I'll drink my tea. I strive to be the better person that others will value us. Yes. Uh, that's, that's a very interesting point. Uh, when <laughs> I've, I've shared this in uh, SGC before. Uh, those who are now the fact that this this is going to be this live online, uh, I don't know how many of you will actually uh, uh, be upset, uh. But I I have heard from female students that when women, when girls, when women are unsure of the relationship, they are not sure whether their boyfriend is so is very into them whether the husband is into them, whether they still love them, feel the same way. I heard, okay, don't fault me, but I heard that uh, women, some women at least, will do this. They will give the husband, the boyfriend a terrible time. 
I don't know how true this is. Ladies who are online, guys and ladies, you all can comment. Yeah. Uh, when I first heard this, I was like, what? Why would you do that? And, and, the, and the student told me like, well, if the person, if my boyfriend really care about me, even when I give them a lot of rubbish, they will still, you know, try to uh, like work things out with me. I'm like, what? What do you mean? He said, yeah, if the person really loved me, then the person will still, you know, try. So I'm like, I don't know about you guys, uh, but what I observe in many cases, you think about it, <clears throat> if you're at work and you're not sure whether your boss like your performance, do you then give your boss shit? Or do you try to find out what your boss need from you, what the company need from you? <laughs> Even Lee says, I wouldn't do that. Oh, I'm very happy for you. <laughs> yeah, so my students said, oh, of course, I wouldn't do that. You know, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do that at work. And then I asked, then why do you do that to your boyfriend? And he's like, well, boyfriend ma? <laughs> or something. Uh, now this sounds like a joke, but this is real. Uh, uh, I have, I have um, counseled many couples and you, you have no idea how many times when things are not well, then they do more things that is hurtful to each other. So just now uh, Sean said that he will, I will strive to be the better person that others will value us. Yeah, you think about it. If things are not going well, and then you start to do strange things, you start to, you know, uh, flare up, you start to give a lot of venting and, you know, how does that make us more uh, attractive in the case of relationship? How does that make the other person want us more? I, I, I don't know yeah so of course on a case-by-case -case basis the relationships are complicated huh? so let's see uh, Lord John is watching mm, Serene Chu I strive to be uh, hate knowledge but application in real life is challenging yes indeed application in real life is always the, the the challenge isn't it hmm. okay um, any more questions if we don't have any more questions then we'll wrap up for the day um, if you have any questions do leave a comment and then I can respond to it hmm. uh, also uh, I'll be addressing the Diamond Sutra a bit I'm not going to cover it as yet uh, but I may consider um, going going through it live as well yeah uh, so let me see uh, because moving forward uh, depending on the the state of the COVID-19 virus uh, if the conditions improve and uh, various Buddhist centers uh, start to reopen then we resume our normal class. Uh, we will probably 
do the recording and still do it live but the so the format is still more or less the same except that there will be a live class with me uh, if not we'll continue in this format until uh, things improve so uh, for next week and subsequent weeks I um, this is what I have in mind so previously previously we have uh, put up a poll for people to write down the topics that they are keen on yeah, it can be a question that you have it can be uh, a subject matter yeah, whether about life about the Dharma yeah, uh, and then I'll, I'll choose one that has the most votes uh, and the reason for doing that is uh, for the most part is because uh, SGC is is uh, is something that is for you all, yeah. So it's it's not for me, yeah. So it's not like oh, I have topics that I want to talk about, yeah. So the topics must be relevant to you all. Uh, so uh, I want you all to check chime in, yeah. You can leave it in the comments, and then uh, you all can also look at the comments that people have written and uh vote on the one you can just click like on the one that you think is of interest to you you can click on more than one topic yeah uh, i still don't see any topics coming in <laughs> yeah uh, i will just come back to this this uh post before next week to look at the topic yeah, so you can continue posting even for those who watch this uh after the live session so, uh, so it's what time is it now? It's uh, two twenty something. Hmm. Ah, okay. Like it writes, Shifu, relationships are indeed complicated. Breakups can be very painful, and time doesn't always heal. Could you share about how to let go of attachments? Ah, very good. This is my favorite topic. How to let go of attachments? Uh, the first thing I want to highlight as always is I don't tell people to let go yeah, but I, I understand what you're talking about I don't mean to say that your your question is wrong uh, but I don't usually tell people or teach people how to let go because uh, for those who have tried to so-called let go you know that it's not trivial it's not easy and oftentimes seemingly impossible and the reason is because our our so-called attachment uh, there are reasons for that uh, whether it's past experiences familiarity a sense of familiarity you'll be surprised huh? the things we are attached to are not necessarily the kind of wow super sparks in the in the sky you know oftentimes the very deep-seated attachments are about a very prolonged duration of familiarity where you just feel so comfortable and so used to it it's this used to it that gets us really hooked in you know uh, so as long as those conditions are there has not changed plus our perception of it and the whole package as long as all those conditions that result in the uh, attachment has not changed including the way we perceive 
the object of attachment, be it a person, a job, a position, uh, something, you know, uh, as long as all that whole underlying conditions have not changed, then all our attempts to directly let go of our attachments will be in vain. This much I know. And so, instead of directly trying to let go, uh, we'll find that what works better is to, to not directly try to let go. Instead, spend some time examining the object of our desire, the object of our attachment, of our clinging, of our familiarity. Yeah. Really, really closely examine it. This should help us to have a more complete picture of it. Complete picture in what sense? Our, we tend to be uh, one-sided. Yeah, we tend to be one-sided in a sense, the things we are attached to, the circumstances we are attached to, we tend to only look at one side of it. Yeah. So when we say, go and examine that which we are attached to, it means to look at both sides. And if I can cite the sutra to, to examine the full gratification, yeah, to know exactly what you are attached to and the gratification that it gives us. Yeah, in, in simple terms, it's basically, what's so good about it? And don't deny yourself, don't, don't try to convince yourself that there's nothing good about it. Because that's basically going to the other extreme of denial. And the thing is that when people try to, you know, help us, try to give us advice to let go, they always just throw in all the bad things as though there's nothing good. Think about it, if there's really nothing good, are we so stupid? to hold on to it if there's absolutely nothing good deep down in us we we really think there's something good so we must really go and examine what is that know clearly what is so good about that object of desire of attachment that we think is good now this is just one part the other part of the exercise is to then examine the faults and danger, the shortcomings. Yeah, so this is what we mean by to see, uh, to have a comprehensive view. Uh, the other day in NUS when I was sharing this, one of the students said, uh, I think it was Tommy, and then he was like, oh, so that's a cost-benefit analysis. I said, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The Buddha didn't use the term cost-benefit analysis. He used the terms to Go and examine the full gratification, the faults and danger, the es the true escape, yeah, the escape and the way to escape. Yeah, the escape doesn't mean escapism. Uh. The escape here means really be free of it, mm. not merely just a, a good idea, a nice idea of letting go, but really to when you fully understand it, then you know the approach. Yeah, then without without Shifu telling you to let go, without you forcing yourself to let go, the way you relate to that object would have changed. Now, I mentioned that day in NUS that perhaps, perhaps at the end of the, set of the reflection, 
you may find that, hey, but Sifu, after my reflection, uh, the benefit outweighs the cost, you know. Yeah, it does give me some problem. It, it gives me some headache. It gives me some heartache. But, oh, I get so much pleasure, so much more. Then how? Does it mean I, cannot, I shouldn't let go? No, it's not for Sifu to tell you. But what I can tell you is, if that is your, if that's what you discover, that's what you discover. And if you really think that that is true, that whatever you are pursuing gives you more benefit than problem, then who am I to tell you that you shouldn't pursue? The question is whether your cost-benefit analysis is actually in line with reality. How, how, how do we know? Time will tell. No? <laughs> in due time, if your suffer keep on increasing, that means your, your analysis is wrong, right? <laughs> that means you are blindsided. It's not about who is right and wrong, you know. It's about whether it's in line with reality. And if it's not in line with reality, then sooner or later, your, the, the cost, the faults and danger is going to keep coming up. Yeah. And, and how do we know? Only you will know. So, Buddhism is, in a very interesting way, a very free religion. We don't force people to be enlightened. We don't force people to be happy. We don't, we don't insist that people must be happy the way we think happiness is. But if you ask me, uh, from the teachings, which way is better, then I will say, okay, to see that, you know, is to see whether it ultimately gives you true happiness. Oh. Shifu, we have learned this in the Heart Sutra class. Yes. Yeah. Not bad, uh, Esther. You still re remember what you have learned in the Heart Sutra class? <laughs> yeah. But as someone mentioned earlier, yeah, uh, knowing is different from actually doing it. Yeah. So the challenge is, don't immediately try to use it on big things like relationships. Try to work on the small things first. Because if you cannot even utilize it, you cannot even apply it in small things, then of course you're going to fail in the big things. You know? So slowly, yeah, try. Okay, thank you. Thank you for the question. Um, yeah, so my kid, that's, that's the approach I know of. Yeah. So not directly letting go, but to spend some time to do reflections, contemplations. Yeah. Uh, and if I may uh, sort of draw the discussion closer to the topic itself, uh, it's also important to, <coughs> to, to perhaps use what we shared earlier. Relationships is a two-way thing. Uh. Yeah, I always like to use very mundane examples. So imagine a relationship to be like having a meal. Yeah, having a meal, you need two person to come together, ma. So if the person decide not to come, and then you go there and you you order, you still order two plates, and then you still talk to the empty seat, can or not? Can. If you want to do that, who am I to tell you to stop, right? 
but you must know that then then you're just eating by yourself talking to yourself you know yeah uh, but yes breakups are painful uh, last year I think last year or last last year there was a student who went through a breakup so I asked her why are you sad then she said she think, think, think then she said I'm sad because uh, I want to be with him now but she, he don't want he don't want to be with me so I said I asked so what exactly is causing your pain what exactly is causing the pain it's the fact that the person didn't choose you isn't it At least that's part of it. And so, by right, relationships should bring us happiness. But why is it that the breakup itself can cause us suffering? Yeah. A huge part, at least a significant part of it, is because of the ego. We choose to be with that person, the person don't choose us. Does the person choose to be with someone else? So we are not happy or the person just don't choose us may not choose someone else choose to be alone happier alone than with us well no pie ceiling or if you heard right yeah. i don't want to say that that is the, the definite answer but those of you who have gone through breakup i want you to spend some time to think about it yeah when people don't choose us what exactly is it that causes us to feel hurt? Uh, then you may have the answer. Okay, so I think uh, we've covered quite a bit. Uh, but relationships are indeed complicated. We can go on for weeks. Uh. Yeah. So I think we'll wrap up for now. Uh, we'll wrap up for now. Yeah. I hope this can uh, this is helpful uh, over the years I learned that uh, a huge part of learning Dharma uh, is about recognizing that we are not enlightened it's about um, being ready to change ourselves Recognizing that we are not enlightened means recognizing that we may not get everything right. Because if we think that our way of thinking is right, then there's nothing to change. Huh? But you ask yourself, if your way of thinking is right, why are you suffering? Why do we sometimes suffer? Yeah. And so, uh, be open to, to change. Yeah. It's, not it's not easy, yeah, but try the noble eightfold path the four noble truth is like a dharma vehicle for us to test drive yeah you know test driving yeah you don't have to buy the car yet ma. just test drive yeah the teaching is for us to test drive meaning your own way of thinking don't throw it away first yeah of course if you can throw it away and just adopt 
the Buddha's wisdom immediately, by all means. Uh, then next Wednesday, 3.35, attain arahanhood. <laughs> but if we cannot, then what's the next best thing? Uh, we adopt, we try out, we test drive. Yeah. Test drive for one, one or two days, test drive for one or two weeks. Now. See what happens. So I look forward to uh, the, the topic request. You all can post it inside the, this, uh, this chat so that others can vote on it. Well, uh, if there's no topic, then I really don't know what else to tell you, you know, talk, to, talk about, you know. <laughs> because uh, I, I sometimes have this thought, I shared with the students the other day. Over the years, I, I increasingly, I start to feel Everything that has to be taught has been taught by the Buddha. What else can I say, you know? Yeah. So unless you all have some topics that you would like to, me to, to touch on, yeah, uh, then we will have, have some discussion next week. Alright? So let's put our palms together. Yen xiao san zang zu fan nao. Yen